Welcome to uh, an impending disaster. I uh, haven't been doing any podcast episodes lately. Um, I don't know. Just mostly laziness, procrastination, I guess. But also... uh, Also, just not being happy with my content. Feeling like it wasn't what it was supposed to be. I feel like for such a long time, I've been... Trying to find out who I am. And I feel like I've... Played many different roles. I don't really... Man. I'm kind of sick of... Acting, but it's like I felt I had to act because who am I? So I will would try to find out who I thought people wanted me to be, and that's who I would be. Um, drugs and alcohol kind of got in the way of that. And I became someone else entirely. Someone that, uh, nobody, including myself, could really like. I'm, uh, probably not going to do a full podcast episode feeling pretty ill I just can't sleep and I did the first episode when I was really ill also and I couldn't sleep now um feels like I'm having troubles breathing, like catching my breath. Um, this uh, COVID-19 thing is... Uh, it's a scary time in the world. There's a lot of uncertainty. I... Uh, I'm afraid that it, like, I'm afraid that I have it, but I'm also afraid if I don't, because either way, um, this does not feel good, 
what I'm going through. And I've the thing is I've had underlying health issues for years now. Where my heart does strange things and if I were to have caught COVID nineteen somehow, um I'm worried that uh as it affects your respiratory system and your breathing that it would have the potential to take me out. So I don't know if I'm just having a rough night. I don't know if I have COVID-19. I don't know if I have some other bug, some other flu. Or if the underlying health issues that seem to be affecting my heart are just getting worse. I don't know. What I do know is, despite all of this, it just seems like I haven't been fully committed to change and for me being fully committed to change is being fully committed to God it's being fully committed to Jesus because I was I was there once where I was fully committed and I've talked about it and I mean there was about eight months where it was the the best the best eight months of my life and this was after my concussion I couldn't kickbox anymore my dream of being a professional fighter had been taken away but I just had such a deep relationship with God that I was so filled with peace and with love and joy and and I remember being at work I was working at the hospital at the time and, uh, and I just had this gigantic smile on my face this peace in my soul that I just words cannot do justice and see, it all started at a at a conference, the pursuit conference. And I explained this. Tra I tried to explain this transformation to my friends, and uh, some some just thought I was crazy. They 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 all tried to. They all had their all their own understanding of why I was so different. But it, it was just God. And uh, that's what he does when you experience him. You change in good ways. See, we think we know what we want in this world, and sometimes we do know what we want. What we want isn't always what's best for us. That's 
That's something that I've learned mm, the hard way a lot of the time. I, um, I don't know how much time I've got left. I want to have lots of time left, you know. I uh, would love to get these health issues figured out and uh, live a long, fulfilling life and have kids and a wife and a career and you know, I would love to lead people to God and lay hands on people and pray for them and see people get healed. And the thing is, a lot of that I'm not doing right now. I've um, felt a number of times that God told me to, uh, I mean, because I, I know Jesus heals like, and to some of you, you'll maybe cringe at that or laugh at that or think that's corny. But if you, um, if you really look into it and, uh, you talk to enough Christians, you'll hear stories of people being healed and it's, it happens. I mean, I mean, if you let's put it this way: if you believe in a create, because a lot of people believe in a creator of some sort. A lot of people have a problem with the Christian God, but it seems that people don't have an issue with Jesus so much as they have an issue with those who claim. To be followers of Jesus. And I can understand that. Because. Honestly. It seems most people that to be. That say that they're followers of Jesus. Don't. Look a thing like him. And that includes myself. I find it hard call myself a Christian when I feel I don't do the things that Christ did at all or his disciples there's a lot of areas where I lack I mean still I feel like depending on who I'm talking to or who I'm around I'm not the person that I feel like I really am. And I don't even know if this is who I really am talking on this podcast. I mean, I guess we all have different versions of ourselves that we show to different people. Maybe it's not as extreme as I think it is in my head, but it seems... Rather extreme to me.
different people know different sides of me. The, the the best side of me is when I'm close to God and I mean ever since I've been dealing with these health issues I've I felt like God has abandoned me and uh, I've been waiting it's like I've been waiting get close to him or try to get close to him until I feel physically well because that's the only way that I'll know that he's pleased with me is if I'm physically well that's the only way I'll know that he's forgiven me is if I feel physically well but he died on the cross for all. So it doesn't matter my physical state. He did that. I just keep thinking I screwed up too bad and... Living in this place of constant fear, and I just have to, if, I don't know, no matter what you've done, who you are, doesn't doesn't matter the lifestyle you're living. God loves you. Like Jesus loves you, regardless of the way that you're living. That doesn't mean he approves of, he he likes necessarily the way that you're living. If you're, I'll, I'll throw an example out there of my own life. I mean, it's no secret. I got into drugs and alcohol very heavily. And uh, I know that God still loved me through that time. And I know he was protecting me because there were so many times I should have, could have died. And I didn't. And I mean, I was just blacking out and getting home and. Not knowing know how I no not knowing how I got there, getting beat up by people, um getting drunk, blacking out in Calgary and wandering the streets, not knowing where I was, meeting up with random people that could have hurt me. Just Scenarios where my body was so compromised I couldn't walk and was. I remember one time in particular, uh, my heart was really bothering me after drinking and I think probably using drugs. 
and uh, I went to the hospital, and I couldn't walk into the doors. I was just laying. Um, it was it was cold. I wasn't. I, I was sitting out in the cold, and there was a few people that walked by me and kind of paid me no mind. And then there was this one older lady who asked if I needed help, and I told her I would just sit there because I couldn't get up. And she went out of her way to get me a wheelchair, and I, I just couldn't walk. It was my heart was pounding too hard any time I would try to take a step. And uh, you know, I went in there, and I was sure like they would see some abnormalities, and I'm sure my heart was working harder than it should be. But I told them, you know, that I'd was drinking and I'd been using drugs and and I, I this was like on the come down but uh, that's always when my body would be the most messed up and they told me everything was good like I said it was cold so um could have called the cab but I could have called somebody but I always want to do things on my own so I just decided well if they told me I'm good I'll walk home, even though my heart feels like it's going to beat out of my chest every time I walk any amount of distance. But I started walking, and um, I got about to the end of the block of a hospital, and my heart was pounding so hard I had to take a break. I stood there, and I took a break, and I walked another block, and... Um, I had to take another few minute break about every block and the more I walked, um, the shorter I could make it. It became about a half a block. I had to take a break and then a quarter of a block. I had to take a break and on the closer, it, w it was about at the Esplanade. I remember my heart was pounding and I was holding my chest and I was walking, and and it would just felt like a surge of electricity shot through my body, and I collapsed to the ground, and um, was laying on my stomach, and I was trying to get up, and uh, I was watching cars pass me, just kind of hoping that someone would maybe see me and um, pick me up. And, um, praying, even, like, God, please pick, get me out of here, get me home, uh, please, can someone pick me up? Because I don't know how I'm going to make it home. Still, didn't try calling anybody. I didn't want to bug anybody. Man. I've got so many stories similar to this one, but let's. I'm just going to focus on this one. And, um, but I got back up. I walked a little bit further, and again, that same weird feeling, like a bolt of electricity went through my body, and I collapsed to the ground again. And, uh, thought, how am I going to make it home? 
I, I was thinking the doctors, they, I mean, maybe when I was laying there, my heart wasn't too bad, but something is going on when I'm walking, I can't walk, I keep collapsing, like, there, do I, should I go back there, but I'm like, no, I'm gonna, I'm gonna make it back home, I'm gonna go to bed, that's all I was thinking about was getting home, because it was cold, <laughs> so, I continued, and I, I kept collapsing, and having to sit, and I got down to Dominion Street, and my house is near the end of Dominion Street, and it was like, I'm so close, yet, the further I'd gotten, the harder it was getting, to the point where I was crawling, um, at points along that block, but, uh, I made it home. You know, and that was when I was living with my roommate chick. This was this was a few years ago. I mean this was a few years ago. And I mean I've been sober from alcohol for six sober six months. It you you would think from that that story that would be it, you know, you would think, that's awful, you would think you would never want to pick up a drink again, but that's, that's just not how it works with addicts and alcoholics, it's, it defies logic, the Bible talks about Satan, and it says that he's come to steal, kill, and destroy, and I know that my friends with addiction, my friends that are in AA, people that are in NA, or just people that have severe addictions, probably, they know, especially the people that have gotten sober. They understand that they're, and it's talked about a lot, how the addiction is it's trying to kill you. I know a lot of people still struggling with addiction. And a lot of people that I know that were struggling with addiction, too, that have also beat their addiction, which is amazing. And I'm so happy to see that. And there's, there's people that weren't so lucky. People that... It took them out. And I don't fully understand how that works. Why do some people make it longer than others? It's, it's probably a combination of different things, but I don't know. I believe that addiction in all forms, not just drugs and alcohol, because I believe that any addiction can be harmful mentally, 
some of them maybe some of them more so spiritually maybe some of them are more more so physical like alcohol and drugs is more physical well it's kind of it's like kind of a combination but the addiction has the ability to destroy it's I don't know, I try, I try understanding the Bible, and during this quarantine, I, um, I started reading this book, it's called The Purpose Driven Life, I've read it before, and it's, uh, a chapter for every day, and there's 40 days, I read the first day, and I was really excited, I got into my Bible, and during those times, I felt a level of peace. I, 20 minutes, maybe half an hour, I spent reading and praying. And then I gamed for, I don't know, eight hours. And then the second day, I started reading the second chapter. And I was like, ah, I'll game and I'll do this later. And then, like, four days went by. But I'm like, well, I'm in quarantine. I can game every day. I'll, I'll catch up and do this later. See, I might have talked. I'm sure. So I don't know how much of this I talked about in my first episode. Who knows? Maybe I talked about some of the same stories. One of the things that I lack is consistency greatly I used to be very consistent but uh, but it's like now it's all it's just like I don't know I don't know what it is so I know that with God everything is better I mean, life isn't easy, bad things still happen, but I have a peace inside of me, a faith, belief, a peace, you can only understand once you've experienced it, and, and I think, well, you know what, I've thought this too, there's so many different religions can there just be one that's right you know and that one is the only way to get to this eternity of bliss I don't know how all of that works I mean no nobody does I believe God has more grace than he's given credit for. That's all I'll say about that. I I don't know what that means, but I... It's weird how Christianity seems to have become this thing. And the whole purpose... 
is say this prayer, believe in Jesus, say you're sorry, you're going to heaven, you got nothing to worry about, that's it. And then that's, I mean, people sometimes still go to church once in a while, or maybe once in a while they read their Bibles, but for the most part, they're like, well, I I did what I gotta do to get in, I'm good, and then the Christian community wonders why there's so much evil in the world, and I mean, regardless of what you believe, we can all get on board with the fact that the world is a very evil place. I mean, murder, things like rape. I mean, I would say a lot of drugs, and I'm not... I would say a lot of drugs. I mean, the flakes of stuff like fentanyl and stuff that, if you, that's an evil drug. It's taken so many lives, and not when it's used in by a medical professional who's treating pain for somebody in the hospital. But you know what I'm talking about—the stuff that people are dying from on the streets. There's. Corruption and people within positions of power lie, manipulate, steal people of money, use that money just for more power at the expense of people who have nothing. I mean, we can all agree that the world is a dark place and there's good in it. As well. I'm not a complete pessimist. I, I see the good. But the Christian community. It's like they. Because I mean. I've, I've tried to get. A foot in with almost every. But I understand. The Christian community pretty well. And they constantly talk about. How the world is such a dark place. And. It's getting darker and they don't really understand why. And Jesus didn't die for people to say a prayer and for their ticket to heaven and then live however they want to live. You know, there's some hard Bible verses to swallow. Like there's one. There's one. There's one that talks about how there'll be people that said we we saw healings in your name, something along these lines, and um, and Jesus will say, "Oh, I never knew you." Like it when it's their time, and it's like a lot of people just want to 
skip past that or have their own interpretation for what that means. I don't really know what it means exactly either. But I wonder sometimes if that could be talking about people who just say a prayer and live however they want. You know, it says that, it also says, and I don't know the verses, I, I don't have enough memorized, basically that it's it's better to never have known, never have experienced God, than to know God and then walk away. Is that just in this life? Or does that have, I mean, it seems like he's talking about the next. Well, the thing about the Bible is there's a lot that has probably gotten lost in translation, I would think. So, who knows how these scriptures were exactly written and what they meant in the context. And, I mean... There, you can get some context. I have a study Bible, and there's some information that gives a little bit more perspective as to what was being said in the scriptures. All I know, I mean, there's so much in the Bible that I don't understand, and, and yes, I have a very hard time believing, but... I I believe in Jesus and that he wants a relationship with every one of us and it's it's not about saying some words and it's about constantly living for him I mean it's different in other countries, in in countries where Christianity is still where Christianity is illegal, and people are imprisoned or stoned or killed, or and those people that they're serious about their faith. And I hear these stories in these other countries of these miraculous miracles and sometimes I wonder why is it not happening here? And honestly, I think it's because people aren't as serious about their faith here. And I'm not saying everybody, but the vast majority of Christians don't seem as serious about their faith. And it's, I get it. Of all people, trust me, I get it. There is so many distractions in this world. So many, so many different 
possibilities of to what this life is all about and so little time it it doesn't make sense to me that there would only be one way it doesn't it doesn't make sense that you need to have a relationship with Jesus before you die or you're going to some eternal pit of despair see I don't I don't know on all that I don't know the maybe that is the fire and brimstone I mean maybe it's a thing maybe I just know what life is like when you're fully committed to God I remember I had a discussion with one of my good friends and uh, I was telling him about some of my spiritual experiences with God and he's a he's an open-minded person see I have certain friends who and certain people who just don't believe that they just think it's all hogwash all any any story of healings or any like they just think it's all it's all made up and then i've got friends who believe that there's something to it but it's not um they just don't necessarily believe that it's necessarily straight biblical it's they they believe that there is something going on that there's some kind of energy being passed on that there is some form of healings and anyways i was talking with this friend and you know he he said he believed in the power of good and god and um but he said he personally enjoyed the dark more he was more inter he was more interested in the dark i guess is what he said and he's not well, not a bad person like he's a really good guy and really intelligent and open minded and i thought about that and i didn't really have an answer of what to say because I've I've liked the dark too I still fall into the dark almost on a daily basis on a daily basis <laughs> who am I kidding on a daily basis I fall into the dark and I thought about it a little more and then I realized he was more interested in the dark because he's never experienced the light. And I'm not saying he's never experienced anything good. He was 
Like, he was raised in the Mormon church. And I've got Mormon friends, and you know what? If that's... If that's your cup of tea, okay. Like, nothing... I... I... I don't... I just... There's a lot of... Christian churches that are not run properly I don't want to say run properly that are that are not really a representation of of Jesus of the of the real Jesus and I I I personally don't think that from from the stories that I heard um within the Mormon church there was never anything that I don't know I think it ruins a lot of people's perspectives as as well as I do I, I think the same with Catholicism and again I'm not I'm not hating on these religions I've just from the stories I've heard and same can be said within like the churches that are Christian that claim to be Christian you know like and there's a lot of churches that I just think are really, really messed up because they're run by imperfect people. And I think a lot of them are run by people who aren't actually close to God. They claim to be, but, but they aren't. Because of that, a lot of people... they see they see fakeness people see when I mean people want authenticity and a lot of these churches are fake but I remember talking to my friend and I was telling him about this it's called the pursuit internship for our group of um, interns some from Medicine Hat. I, I took this internship for a while, but I wasn't serious about it. As serious as I should have been. And anyways, they get together. Um, it's like a th three months of teaching, um, learning to pray for people, learning about God, and then two months of going to the Philippines. And a lot of these people, I mean, pretty much all of them come back and I love hearing the stories that they have when they come back there's many of them that talk about these healings that took place to me that's always the one that I like to hear the most about like physical healings there's also emotional he healing and but I like hearing the physical healing stories for I don't know that's just because I just don't hear that anywhere else and and I asked him you know like because he grew up in the Mormon church for a long time and I was like so like I told him these stories and I was like have you ever heard any stories like that in like the Mormon church like of healings like that and he was like no no I haven't you know he shared an experience of um, these the elders he had an earache and they put this oil behind his ear and his earache 
went away, but I'm talking like people that are blind, seeing, people that are deaf, hearing, people that are in wheelchairs, getting up and walking. And, you know, I try to tell other people about these, uh, some people about this and they're like, well, yeah, there's store. That's like, well, I know, I know these people who went there. They're all lying to me. Like, I know all of these 20 people. Some of, a bunch of them went on an internship and, uh, and it's like, so they're like, they're all lying to me. All these people I know are just making these stories up. See, that's why I wanted to do the internship, but I didn't go on the missions trip because I was too scared of my health and I was controlled by fear, not by faith. Um, and I just don't, I just don't hear about that anywhere else in any other, I, and the same friend, um, he talked to me about how he had heard stories about like these 10 Chinese, like Chinese, um, spiritual, type of doctors who had healed people um, but it, was, it seemed just like a very select few and group of people I don't know like and um, it just seems like in Christianity from what I've seen it's like anyone who comes to God and really comes to God seems to through him, be able to lay hands on people, and people get healed, like, I, and I, I wanted to, so many times, ask people if I can pray for them when they had an injury or didn't feel well, but fears controlled me, it's like, what if it doesn't happen, I'm gonna think I'm nuts, even though I know it can happen, so it's, it's rather selfish of me to not try. Because even if it wasn't Jesus, and this was just happening because people have some kind of energy, like some of my friends maybe believe some, some kind of energy, and that's being transferred somehow through good intentions. And even if that was the case, I still know that healings are possible. I mean, I believe that it is Jesus. It's not just some good intention. But I often think about these desires that I have that don't line up with the Bible and I just and how I would, how I want to pursue them and God this isn't fair why why can't I just why can't I just do this 
like I, some of them make me feel good, and I'm, I'm not hurting anybody else, I mean, I understand the addiction one, the drinking one, I was hurting other people, and I was hurting myself, and, but, what about these ones, these other ones, what about lust, and, uh, you know, like, there's just, there's certain things that, according to biblical principles and what Jesus taught I shouldn't do but I on some level I want to do them it's like why but I guess sometimes we might not always know the answer here but usually you can find the answer And it's like a parent, like, think of it this way, like, if you're a parent, and you're watching your kid, and the stove top's on, the kid goes over, and he's about to put his hand on the burner, he's just having fun, he's, he's playing, and he, he wants the parent recognizes that the child, your child, is about to hurt themselves if they put their hand on the burner. So they stop the child from doing, putting their hand on the burner. But the child doesn't understand why. They don't understand that that was going to hurt them. They don't understand that was going to burn them. Well, if if God does exist, and he created not only us, but the entire universe and every plant and animal and every living thing and every ounce of space and every star and every and continues to create because the universe is constantly expanding. So I believe, in a sense, God is always creating. What is the difference of the creator of everything to us, from a child to us. I mean, God, his knowledge is infinite. So I guess we, sometimes we don't always understand or or sometimes we don't understand until we're more mature. Like, I think sometimes we have to be more spiritually mature before we understand why there are certain things that we weren't supposed to do. I don't know. It's weird. That I've been so ill. During. Um, these two episodes. I I had a whole list of episodes, but I took them down just because they weren't going in the direction that I wanted them to. I mean, I guess, I don't know. 
I didn't know what I want. I still don't know what I want this to be, but I, I, I want it to make people think. I'm not necessarily looking to convert anyone or anything like that. But I, I want people to think. I mean, of course, I because of my experiences on Earth, the experiences I've had with my faith in Jesus and the Holy Spirit and and God in general. I do believe that that is the best way to live your life. And, of course, the people that I love, I want to have the best life possible. So, yeah, I want my the people that I love, which is everybody, to believe in God and have a relationship with Him. No matter where they're at. I mean, and that's the thing that a lot of people don't seem to understand. It doesn't matter where you're at. Like, just... I don't know. It's just about having a relationship. And, and it's, not, it's not just about saying some words and calling her quits. It's about... Spending time with them like you would a father or a parent. You know, as a child, the more time you spend with your parents, the more they teach you. And if they have good morals, you often learn the morals from your parents and you grow up to be a better person there's no better parent than the creator of the universe. And that's just the truth. I I just see so much complacency in North America. And I'm not accusing anyone because I'm probably the most complacent person out of... Anyone in my family. <laughs> in a lot of ways. And there's always an excuse. For complacency. You can always find so many. But what do we want this world to look like? I know that it wasn't me who changed myself. In those eight months where I, cause, because b before, before those eight months, I was completely broken and shattered. And within one, it wasn't even a weekend, and within one night, I was radically changed. My friends didn't understand why I wasn't drinking. They didn't, my uh, certain friends were asking what was different about me, why my face looked like it was different it says in Christ we're a new creation I believe that is why and then I fell back away because I wanted to people please and I was young and figured I had lots of time to get things figured out
And, I mean, I still very specifically remember God saying, don't go back to that lifestyle. And got the health issues after going back. And looking back, it's like, oh, he was trying to tell me something. See, I still know he's protected me through all this. I still know that I still got to believe he's got a purpose for my life. I mean, I'm doing this podcast thing, whatever, venting my thoughts and my beliefs. Because I don't know how much time I've got to live. And I want something to be left behind that people can listen to and hopefully it can change them for the better. I was so sick when I started this podcast, having major difficulties breathing, thinking, how am I even going to talk? Thinking I was going to do five or ten minutes and I was going to be out of breath and I wasn't going to be able to do any more. And I'm 57 and a half minutes in. It's crazy. I don't believe that's me either. I believe that's God. See, I volunteer up on 5th North sometimes and... Sometimes I'm just not doing the things that I should be doing for my sobriety. I'm not going to AA meetings. I'm not praying. I'm not reading my Bible. I'm not reading my big book. I'm not trying to go out and help other people. And I, I'm, my depression and my anxiety gets so bad. I have suicidal thoughts. You know, not that I intend on ever doing it, but I... I still, I'll still get the thoughts, and some people with severe depression will understand what I mean, where you, you, you get those thoughts that say, you know, but you would never, you, you have no intention to act on them, and I'll go up to Fifth North thinking, how am I going to help these people, I'm so messed up myself, and we get into a group, and I start talking about my experiences, and all of a sudden, this peace comes over me, and I don't even know what I'm saying, but it, I don't know, seems to have a positive impact and give people hope. And I know that's not me, I know that's God. And so I know that he is still with me, but man, sometimes it feels that I'm alone. But just know that you're not alone, even if you feel it. God's always there. And I'm telling you, there's not a better life than without him or with him. Sorry. <laughs> For my experiences, and I've experienced a lot for my age. I love you all, and thank you for listening to an impending disaster.